There's no sign of him anywhere up here, Marcel added as he got onto the east side elevator. The doors closed, and he looked at the panel and cursed under his breath. Every floor was lit up but one, two, and three. J-Rod walked slowly out of the front door toward the police, who waited behind their cars. The police saw the uniform, and an officer met him. Have you found the suspect? No, sir. Where's the building manager? She's in her office. Take me to her. Yes, sir. J-Rod turned and walked back inside with the two officers in tow. I have no idea what you boys are talking about. Lula was exercising her manager persona to its fullest. She hated cops. We received a call, the officer repeated. She cut him off. You told me that. I'm telling you I have no idea what you're talking about. Marcel walked up after having finally taken the stairs from the fourth floor. Lula, I put the call in. There was no time to explain. You did? She turned her fury on Marcel. Oh, I see. That's what all the commotion was in the hallway earlier. You boys were fighting over who got to call the cops. Sheesh, give me a break. She threw her tattooed hands up into the air. No, there was no arguing. Marcel couldn't stand this woman. Now, do you give these guys the key to 312, or do I call Mr. Sampson? Mr. Sampson was the general manager, and he and Marcel got along much better than either of them did with Lula. Fine, you boys go and treasure hunt. She turned and opened a drawer full of trays and withdrew the key to apartment 312. She dangled it out to Marcel. Have fun. She slammed the sliding window closed and walked back toward the break room. <sighs> you boys ready? Marcel asked with a weak smile. One second. The officer in charge gave orders for the building to be surrounded and asked for two more officers to accompany them. Ten seconds later, they were ready. Lead the way. The men crammed on the elevator and began their ascent. Lula emerged from the door of the break room and snuck down the hall to the west side elevator and followed them. She was curious now, but she wasn't going to get on the elevator with a bunch of cops. Once I knock, open it and step back, the officer ordered as they drew their weapons and formed up in a tactical line. A sharp rapping followed. Open up, NYPD! No answer. Open it, came the order. Marcel flung the door open and stepped back but not quick enough to keep a strange odor from reaching his nostrils. The cops burst into the room, announcing their presence loudly and taking up different positions. They piled into the living room, Marcel close on their heels. This was as close to being a real cop as he had ever gotten. One of the officers started to gag and they all coughed. The smell was overpowering. In the kitchen! One of them shouted and started forward. The officer in charge reached to stop the young patrolman, but missed. It was now a homicide crime scene, from the angle of the neck on that body. Lazaro Bellucci's corpse sat on two pounds of C4, with a small wireless detonator attached. The sending unit was eight feet away, stuck to the baseboard, with a single clear filament, now stretching in a sharp arc across the patrolman's boot, 
where he had unknowingly tripped the wire, and back to the other side. A tiny signal emitted, and a split second later, the kitchen, with all its contents, disappeared in a white ball of fire and light. The explosion was deafening. The entire apartment was filled with smoke, dust, blood, and screams. Fetterman was just climbing into the back seat of the waiting cab when a familiar boom reached his ears. He froze. The wire! The cabbie wrenched his neck around and stared at him. What was that? His eyes were wide. I hate to think, Mark said mechanically, with a hollow feeling in his gut, and shut the door. Take me downtown, please. <laughs>